This is episode zero of the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast with host Tyler Mongan sharing background on what it means to be futures intelligent and what you can expect from the dialogue. Welcome to the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast. This is your host, Tyler Mongan. I'm the president of Haku Global. This is a space for globally minded experts to dialogue about the future of leadership with a focus on the key question, how can leadership be more intelligent about futures? From their conversations, innovative wisdom, practical tools, and actionable insights emerge to help future-ready leaders thrive in an uncertain, complex, and exponentially changing world. Let's jump in to the dialogue. Aloha and welcome to the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast. This is your host, Tyler Mongan. I was reading a Brandon Hall survey a few years back on the state of leadership. And in that survey, they found out that 71% of organizations admit that their leadership is not equipped for the future. Now, consequently, 83% of organizations in that survey stated that leadership development was a top priority. Now, interestingly, several organizations like Deloitte Consulting and General Electric have stated that current leadership programs no longer fit the needs of clients and that new approaches to leadership, new paradigms, new tools and practices are required to be ready for the future. So you can see this as a crisis, but at Haku Global, we see this as an opportunity. And what I mean is that this is an opportunity for new leadership styles to emerge, new types of leadership to emerge, People are talking now a lot about flat leadership, collaborative leadership, collective leadership, uh, innovative leadership, uh, emotionally intelligent leadership, and mindfulness-based leadership. So a lot of opportunities for new styles or how leaders lead to emerge. And also there is this possibility that business values can change, like how we measure the success of a company and the success of leadership in general that could change as well along with this. And what it means to be a leader in the future could change completely. So one of the things I like to tell leadership teams is that you're the leaders that got your organization here today, but you might not be the people who actually lead in the future. Unless you can make the changes, whether it be mindset or tools or paradigms and ways of thinking to adapt and be ready for the future. Now, I think the core of leadership, the fundamentals of leadership really aren't changing. For example, leaders still need to have governance and compliance, meaning they need to keep the ship intact, uh, get everyone in the boat, and keep that boat afloat. And they also need to have mission and vision. They need to set the course for the organization, set the course for the ship, and get everyone rowing in the same direction at the same time and rowing together. But What is different is how they actually do that. So maybe in the past it was a command and control type model or a top-down model. And there's definitely evidence that this is changing and this needs to change to adapt for the future. So maybe it's more about collaboration. Maybe instead of the current return on investment metrics, maybe there's metrics around well-being and work satisfaction. There's new possibilities that can emerge here. So the question is why futures intelligent leadership. When I was working with a Rolls-Royce executive team quite a few years back, 
they wanted to look X amount of years into the future of X. And I can't say, you know, what that was specifically. I was using a customized uh, process that Haku Global developed around uh, neuroscience, cognitive social dynamics, and collective intelligence to help them do some foresight and horizon scanning and look at ways that they can prepare for whatever's emerging in the market X amount of years into the future. And I could tell that in the past, they were very confident about looking into the future long term. Something was different, though. At, at this experience, they realized that they couldn't look into the future as easily as they could in the past, meaning that they felt the future was more uncertain and more complex and changing faster. And so they couldn't really predict the future scenarios like they could in the past. But what they what they ended up doing then is they end up looking more inside and asking themselves, how can we create the internal processes, the internal organization that prepares ourselves for the future, whatever that future might be? So I think that was a big shift. And I wanted to find out, you know, if this was, was this a consistent trend? So after looking at a lot of executive surveys, research data, and doing my own personal interactions with leadership teams, realizing that this was a growing trend, leaders aren't really prepared for the future. They feel like the future is something very different than it has been in the past. So I went online and I Googled future intelligence. And... 90% of the search results were around technology, artificial intelligence, big data, augmented intelligence, robots. And I asked myself, well, where is the human component in this? And I also was really confused because it felt like a lot of the information that was provided in that Google search was a lot of background noise. I didn't really know know, how relevant it was, how biased the information was, how How much was it that somebody wanted me to buy into a certain future about future intelligence and how much of it was actually really going to happen? You know, because we we find out if you look at people's ability to predict the future and create scenarios in the future, we're not very accurate, but we tend to forget that we're not accurate. So I turned to neuroscience. I wanted to find out what could neuroscience tell us about future intelligence and future intelligent leadership. And I did this for two reasons. One is because of this idea of context. We are brains and bodies and hearts before we're anything else. So the fundamental context of the human experience is the human body. It's not technology, at least not yet. I also looked at neuroscience because when you understand neuroscience and find neuroscience-based processes and practices, they typically tend to be very scalable, meaning that Everybody with a brain and nervous system is going to connect and identify with this and find it useful. So looking into this neuroscience-based understanding of future intelligence and future intelligent leadership, one of the first things I came across was this idea of consciousness science. I was at the Science of Consciousness conference in 2018, and it's a a conference where neuroscientists, medical researchers, physicists, quantum theorists, and philosophers share their research. And one of the key takeaways for me was that at higher levels of consciousness, by that I mean higher levels of of brain activity and changes in the brain, what we tend to see is we tend to see a lot of uncertainty, complexity, and exponential change inside the brain itself. And this is a, a neurophysiological phenomenon. And that was really interesting to me because when we talk a lot about the future, We talk a lot about uncertainty, complexity, and exponential change. So I thought there's got to be some correlation here, some very significant information around this idea. 
So when we enter higher states of consciousness, meaning that our brain shows more connectivity, more communication, and more coherence between parts of the brain that aren't normally connected, we, we see this uncertainty, we see uncom- complexity, we see exponential change in the brain itself. But how that gets translated into the real world is we see novel ideas, uh, new ways of thinking, new insights, new perspectives start to emerge. So this can be a little confusing for the brain at first. And people that are not comfortable in higher states of consciousness at some point, they actually get an overload and they can go unconscious or they can completely just freak out. If you can handle higher states of physiological uh, measured consciousness in the brain, then you can deal with uncertainty, complexity, and exponential change. So I wanted to see you know, how this could relate to leadership in general. I started to look at consciousness and leadership, and one of the things you discover is that there's been some studies that show leaders with higher levels of consciousness, meaning that they can handle uncertainty, complexity, and exponential change better than others. They can see a bigger picture. They have better systems thinking. They can be more inclusive of more ideas. They help their organization be more profitable and grow faster than organizations that have leadership that's at lower levels of consciousness. We also see this within the teams themselves. So teams at higher higher levels of consciousness, they perform better than lower levels of conscious teams. And this can also be correlated, we've seen in research around higher levels of self-awareness. So higher levels of self-awareness correlates with uh, more performance and work. We also see this in the ability to access flow states, which are states where the brain is uh, firing lots of different things together in a very coherent way to create novel um, actions or ways of thinking and also to feel really good when you're in the flow state. So in flow states, uh, leaders perform better and they have a more return on their investment and their time and energy. And we also see this in collective intelligence. They've done a lot of studies on collective intelligence showing that teams that have higher levels of collective intelligence, being able to connect with each other and be more emotionally sensitive to each other, actually perform better than teams that um, have higher overall IQs. One of the more fascinating things I saw was a paper in Harvard Business Review talking about how leaders naturally emerge in a conversation. And when they do, it's shown in the brain because they actually create more coherence between their brain and the brains of their followers. So we're starting to really see a neurophysiological foundation for the basis of leadership. And this will change uh, the paradigms, the tools, and the ways we lead. So at Haku Global, our starting point for the context of leadership is physiology. It's the brain, it's the heart, it's bodies, not only within the individual, but also how these hearts and brains and bodies connect and collaborate between individuals within teams and within an organization. So the body really sets the context for leadership. But we also need to understand the content of leadership, specifically what types of information and data is important for foresight, for decision-making, and for strategy. So again, if you look at neuroscience, you discover that moment to moment, the brain is making decisions about the future, about strategies, about what they should anticipate and expect And it's deriving these scenarios from five major types of content. And this creates kind of the mental map in the moment for decision making. And this is work that's done around this concept of a global neuronal workspace of the brain. And so the five areas of content are 
past patterns and habits, number one. Number two is present perception. Number three is values and evaluation methods. Number four is your focus, attention, and awareness. And number five is your anticipation and foresight. You know, what are you anticipating and what are you seeing happening in the future? And all this is feeding back in and creating this workspace. And within this workspace, you then formulate strategies, decisions for action based on what you think is going to happen in the future. Now, the brain is looking at these five areas of content regardless if you're aware of it or not. So meaning that if you're not consciously loading the brain with these five areas, then you're subconsciously pulling in content so your brain can make the best decisions in the moment. So what if you could actually consciously pull in this content into the brain to become a more impactful leader, a more intelligent leader, to have better foresight, have more clear vision, make better decisions, and develop better strategies to actualize the future. So I think if you take a neuroscience model of, of leadership, at least foundationally, you take that seriously, then you can ensure you're not only in the right context for leadership, but you're also getting the right content, the most relevant and best content brought into the conscious mind to make the best decisions in the moment. And this stuff isn't easy. And also it's a lot, potentially a lot of theory. So at Haku Global, we wanted to test out, you know, is this new approach, this novel science mainstream and is it being practiced now and and what are some tools and ways we can start to really build on this framework we spoke at conferences and got feedback and also consulted with experts so we did over 50 expert interviews with executives consultants around the world and experts in different fields that are outside of business and we want to ask the key question of what does it mean for a leader to be intelligent or smart about futures given uncertainty, complexity, and exponential change. Now, these conversations were very enlightening, very interesting. They crossed all sorts of spectrum from like how our brain anticipates futures based on how other people see the future, how uh, the placebo effect affects the future, what tools leaders are using in the moment in their companies right now to be better and about foresight and scanning the future, how they utilize collective intelligence, how they think about the role of values and mission and vision and from a wide lens of ideas and insights. We wanted to share these conversations with the world, more people to think about this idea of how can leaders be more intelligent about the future because there is a lot of uncertainty and complexity and exponential change and futures are never one person's idea unless we buy into that idea. Futures are a integration, a collaboration of multiple ideas, of multiple values. And so we want to bring this conversation out to the public. And that was really the origins of this idea of the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast. The main idea behind it is we bring on two guests, two co-guests from diverse fields, and they dialogue about Futures Intelligent Leadership. And we see what innovative wisdom, what practical tools, what actionable insights emerge to help leaders be more intelligent about futures and to be more future ready. We call it a flowcast because we start with a key question, right? What does it mean for a leader to be smart or intelligent about the future given uncertainty, complexity, and exponential change? We allow each guest to answer that question from their perspective or their work. 
And then we start to see where these ideas, where their work builds on each other to allow new things to emerge. We don't know where the dialogue's gonna go. We don't know what's going to emerge, but what we found is in the end, there is something new, something collaborative, something insightful, something inspiring that's there. So imagine a dialogue between a Harvard medical researcher and director of a startup incubator. They're discussing how placebo effect can help startup executives take a business idea and create a real product or service that is market relevant. Or a military general talking with a former IBM executive discussing how they can integrate military leadership frameworks and neuroscience research to create a context-based leadership. Or a futurist and a technology designer dialoguing about the role of values and inner narrative to help leaders inspire and communicate better. And there's so much more that we've found happening in these dialogues. So we're really excited to to share the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast with you. Uh, I trust you will enjoy it and join me in this journey into the unknown of leadership and see what emerges. And we invite you, the listener, to also participate in the dialogue whenever there's opportunities. So I'll see you in the next episode of the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast. Aloha. Thank you for joining us today on the Flowcast. To get a summary of today's dialogue, Find out more about today's guests, listen to previous episodes, or discover more about Haku Global's neuroscience-based Futures Intelligent Leadership programs or customized strategic foresight and innovation sprints, visit us at www.haku.global. At Haku Global, we believe it is time for more Futures Intelligent Leadership. The future is something we need to think more intelligently and feel more deeply about so we can collaborate to discover today's solutions for future problems. If you are in a leadership role and need support or training to scale futures intelligence across your organization, then contact us at Haku Global. This is your host, Tyler Mongan, and until next time, have a preferred and conscious future. Aloha.